Welcome to At The Flicks. Now Halloween is almost upon us, and while you might be too old for door-to-door trick-or-treating, certainly you Graham, you're never too old for some good old-fashioned TV and streaming scares. And who better to tell us what's worth checking out than Deck? Hi Deck, how you doing? Hello guys, I'm really well, thank you. Good. Now for this show, we also have Graham and our horror queen Kelly to comment on your selections and maybe to throw in something of their own as recommendations. Hi both, how are you? Fine, thank you. Yeah, not too bad, thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, before we get into the shows worth watching at Halloween, what else have you been watching recently as an alternative for people like Neil? Over to you, Deck. <laughs> um, I've got a long list of stuff ready to watch for Halloween if you feel like you want to be scared. Uh, lots of different pipes of horror, um, ranging from kids' stuff all the way through to some quite nasty, scary stuff. The way I'm going to go through it is I'm going to go through it by streaming service as I normally do. It looks like the hands down winner this year by a long way is Netflix. They've really pulled the stops out. They've got an incredible selection. In no particular order, all of this stuff is out now. Damer, the Emmy winner, Evan Peters, you're probably familiar with him playing Peter Maximoff, delivers a haunting performance as Jeffrey Damer, told from the point of view of the victims and the police incompetence. This is quite a big one at the moment. This is a hot topic, but uh, yes, I recommend this. It's a bit uncomfortable at times, a bit claustrophobic, but a thoroughly good scare. Well, Kelly, you've seen this one, haven't you? Yeah, um, I'm quite a big true crime fanatic so when Dharma came out and I like Evan Peters from American Horror Story he's really good he plays his roles really well after a certain one because it's an anthology series he had to take a break for his mental health so I really really hope he's had support after Dharma because he was so scary in that and that's a very very big role to take on it's not a pleasant watch I've seen a lot of people very very angry about glorifying serial killers but people have been doing this for a very long time now we've had loads of Bundy series Gacy, Dharma, Ramirez so Netflix are getting a lot of hate at the moment but it's Ryan Murphy again who did American Horror Story I don't think that he made you sympathize for Dharma at all it focused more on the victims and their side you know show their names and get their stories out there was one particular episode episode six that made me cry (laughs) it's good i liked it and your view deck this is by the way this is why we bring experts onto the show because i have certainly not seen it much like kelly i do like true crime drama i was quite surprised they actually made this because of the we all read about it at the time didn't we but i think they've done a fairly good job and it is stomach churning because the, the whole thing is that's the whole point the guy was vulgar wasn't he as Kelly said I think it sort of highlights more the incompetence of the police um, yeah. because it comes from their victim point of view than it does actually glorify any of the crimes I think they've done a pretty good job you don't have to watch it if you're not into that sort of thing I mean, that's the beauty of stream you don't have to watch it it's big viewer hit for them though isn't it it's number two at the moment for the biggest streaming like watch thing after Stranger Things so Wow, okay, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Mm. Okay, good start. Moving on to a slightly different thing. This is a film. Now, this is a horror of a different type. I mean, it is true again, but there's a new version of All Quiet on the Western Front, which is, I think, really shows the true horrors of the First World War. 
and living in the trenches during that time. Interestingly, this is a German-made one. It's directed by Edward Berger, who was the director of Deutschland 83, which I thoroughly enjoyed, and stars Daniel Brew. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. He was the guy who played Nicky Lauder in that film Rush. I'm really interested in watching this. The one from the All Quiet on the Western Front from a few years ago was an excellent film, and it'll be interesting to see the German side of things and how they interpret it. I haven't watched this one yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. But this will definitely show the horror of war. I remember the 1930s version, which is pretty good. Jeff was there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Graham bought my ticket because I was underage. And there was a version in 1980 with Richard Thomas and Ernest Borgnine, which was a bit watered down, a bit whitewashed. So I'm interested in watching this. After 1917, I think there's a sort of revival of all this World War I horror stuff. And then I think this is the one I'm most excited about, is uh, Guillermo de Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. They're releasing it like two episodes a day so that you can't watch all eight of them in one go, uh, which I think is quite a good approach. But he's managed to recruit quite a few talented directors, including uh, Jennifer Kent, who made Babadook. And also he's got one of his uh, cinematographer, Guillermo Naravio, to uh, make one of them as well. So I'm really excited about this. I like the trailer. I like the concept. Looking forward to this one a lot. I don't know about you, Kelly. Are you looking forward to this? Yeah, um, I like Del Toro's stuff. I haven't seen, I can't remember the last one he did. Nightmare Alley. Okay, yeah. Um, I think like he's got a very good imagination. So I saw a trailer for that one. It, it's an anthology series, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I think that one would be quite interesting to watch. So if it's anthology, is there a theme behind the anthology that we know of? I'm not aware of one. So it's just like a Twilight Zone thing, then yes. eight random episodes. Okay. Any advanced word on this, Kelly, that you've heard or, or not? Is they keep it under wraps? I've watched the trailer, but I haven't really looked into it too much. I'm going to watch it anyway because I like Del Toro. So <laughs> Even I will be watching this. Because it's art. You you say that now. (laughs) (laughs) Watch this space. Uh, The next one's an old favourite of mine. So Mike Flanagan, obviously, uh, I really enjoyed The Haunting of Hill House and Midnight Mass. He's back with a new series called The Midnight Club. This is a bit interesting because he's now got a group of teenagers. So it's a group of terminally ill teenagers who basically gather in the basement of their hospice to tell spooky stories. So I'm interested. Jesus wept. I'm interested in the direction he's going to take this, but um, it should be scary. Is it on now, or is it coming on? It is just out, but I haven't had time to watch any yet. Have you seen it, Kelly? No, I haven't watched it yet, but I like um, Mike Flanagan. I think he's really good. Hill House made me cry. <laughs> it made me jump. I tried to watch Blind Manor, but I got a bit sidetracked it but i'm gonna try again midnight mass was really good and this one seems to be hopefully a bit more tame maybe but because it's based on books by rl stein who did goosebumps and the name the midnight club reminds me of the the midnight society club from are you afraid of the dark where they sit around a campfire and tell scary stories like they're like kids so I think it might like take me back to my childhood a bit because I was obsessed with things like that as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) So is this aimed at teenagers or an older audience? Mike Flanagan has said that he hates doing jump scares and apparently episode one has got like a record for 
the most jump scares. It's meant to be like sort of a parody, like if people want him to do jump scares, so he put in like a whole bunch, like just to mess with people. You're not meant to take that one seriously, so I'm not really sure like where it's okay. heading, but I'm still going to watch it. My confession, I've never seen any of Flanagan's TV work. I've seen his films like Doctor Sleep and Ouija Origin of Evil, both of which I really liked. Okay, I will have to start. I liked Doctor Sleep as well. You should definitely mm-hmm. watch The Haunting of Hill House if you don't watch it's any really, others. Really, That's the, the best such one, Such a I good think. story. Is it based on Shirley Jackson's? Yeah. Or it is, is it? Okay. Yeah. All right, because that's the most frightening film I've ever seen. <laughs> yep, definitely. The, the book that. is so good as well. Is it? Yeah. Not, not a patch on the puppet show. What? Nothing. What are you talking about? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're tuning into Liz Truss, aren't you? No. <laughs> that's, that's really upsetting, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, I don't think I've ever been insulted like that. <laughs> That's quite the insult. <laughs> it is. That's, you've, you've crossed a line there, Jeff. Wow. I'll be quiet and hand back to Dick. A slight change of direction. I'm really excited about this. Hopefully Graham will be as well. Henry Selleck, who did The Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline, has got a new film coming out, co-written by Jordan Peele, um, for this stop-motion animation story. Uh, Wendell and Wild, it's called. I know what you are, Cat. You're a hell maiden, but it has to be our secret. That's how I can protect you. Protect me from what? Your demons. I've seen the trailer, and I love animation anyway. And obviously, with his background, this should be very good. You know what it's about? I don't. I've just, I don't at all. I'm afraid. Never heard of it. Truss and Quartain. <laughs> the recurring theme. Two scheming demon brothers, Wendell and Wilde, enlist the aid of a 13-year-old to summon them to the land of the living. Actually, that sounds quite good. That does sound good. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Slight change of direction again. Uh, if you like reality TV, uh, even though this one does look like it could be a bit fake, but it, maybe it's good fun to watch, uh, 28 Days Haunted. So basically, they're sending three teams of paranormal investigators to spend 28 days in some of the most haunted places in the U.S., uh, I've seen the trailer. It does look fake at times, but hey-ho, I think it would be good fun. If you like watching that sort of thing, then this could be right up your street. It's a revamp of Most Haunted, then? That sort of thing. I think they're quite renowned investigators in in America, that they, they've in these teams. Um, but, yeah, I, I must admit, I, I do worry, though, that you've probably seen all the best bits in the trailer and there might be a, a lot of nothing going on in the rest of the time. But uh, if you're into that sort of thing. Did you ever watch Most Haunted Deck? I watched a few. But again, I just kept thinking it looked faked. So no. I don't know. I, I'm not going to ask that question to Graham because I already know the answer. Kelly. Nonsense. I remember when I was about 11, me and my best friend at the time, it was Halloween. And we turned the lights off in our living room and we watched a live episode of it. They did like a live special and they had like four cameras on the screen and we were like really, really trying to look. Yeah, it is nonsense. But at the time we didn't really realise that. And absolutely subtle happened. I just got so annoyed. But <laughs> there's this film called Grave Encounters and it's basically like the episode of Most Haunted that you've always wanted to watch. <laughs> It's about this team of people that do like a show like that. 
but they know it's fake. They overact and really try with their audience and do like weird movements with the curtains and things like that to make people believe it. But then they go to this old asylum, as they always do, and it's not fake after that. (laughs) (laughs) They picked the wrong place to go. (laughs) Dick, back to you. There's a psychological horror that's just come out called The Watcher about a family who move into a dream home, but it isn't quite the dream home they thought it was. Uh, I'm quite interested in watching this. I suspect it will be a, a very similar to some other psychological dramas that you get on Netflix nowadays. I'm hoping it's a better one, but I haven't got around to start watching it yet. It was out a week or so ago. It stars Naomi Watts, and I haven't heard any of the reviews. But... There was an old horror movie with Keanu Reeves in called The Watcher. I'm just curious if it's connected to that. I think it's something to do with a true story. I've seen it come up a lot on Twitter, and a lot of people are saying it's quite good, but I haven't checked it out oh, yet. Good. Okay. okay. It's got Bobby Carnival in it as well, who I like. So, yeah. Okay, that's one on my list. Um, and then moving on to teen fantasy, if it's, if this is your thing. I'm, again, I've only watched the trailer because it's not out yet, but The Bastard Son of the Devil Himself. Basically, it's a teenage lad. Great title. Yeah. He's caught between two warring clans. He's the son of a notorious witch, and he tries to find his place in the world. So I think it's one of these ones where he's going to get to a certain age and he's supposed to start to get so, so-called so skills or things happening. So he's got he sort of it's that whole turning into adulthood and uh, finding your place in the world. I'm not sure I'll watch this, but I think if you're into the teen fantasy stuff, it looks okay. Coming of age story with blood. That sort of thing. They had the trailer on before Halloween ends for this. Is this a new one on you, Kelly, or do you know it? I feel like the title's familiar. Do you know who directed it or who's in it? I didn't recognise him. He, he he wasn't a chap I recognised. I don't know if it's his first big, big role. The title sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. And then finally on Netflix, there's a film. It looks a bit like a Harry Potter type thing. So basically it's called The School of Good and Evil. It's based on the books of the same name where future fairy tale characters go to school. So a bit like Hogwarts for wizards, but it's um, got a pretty good cast with some good star names. Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Charlize Theron and Michelle Yao. I think they've got some sort of big names mixed in with the two main female characters. I think the concept is they're friends and they go to school together. From what I gathered from the trailer, you've got a choice of whether you become a villain or like a good one. So whether you become Snow White or whether you become Wicked Witch of the West or whatever it is. And I think the friends probably by looking at the trailer is that one of them tends to go one way and one tends to go the other way and whether that's going to have a strain on their friendship and stuff. So it looks quite good and I'm sure there'll be like in jokes in relation to well-known fairy tale characters. If you want something for a sort of younger children, this one looks a bit more acceptable. Might be one for Neil. No, it's too scary. Um, big cast, big cast. Mm. Kelly, another one you've heard of or not? I haven't heard of that yeah. one. No. <laughs> so that's Netflix, which is which is mo- the majority of them. But then there's some still good ones coming up. Disney Plus seem to have just thrown all their efforts into their one special they're releasing called Werewolf by Night. I've seen that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a black and white Marvel horror, basically about a group of monster hunters that meet up. And by all accounts, from what I've read into it, they've released this as almost like a they want to see how well it goes because this could lead to more. So I think they're sort of introducing it into the marvel universe with the with the idea of potentially branching out into other stuff that's what i've read anyway that seems so unlike marvel that they take one thing and then do lots of films based on that that's <laughs> yeah. a bit of a departure for them 
Um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was really good. Uh, it's all done in black and white. It's got cigarette burns on the print to to show the change of rooms, yeah. all of this stuff added to it. Uh, Laura Donnelly, for me, steals steals the film. It's more Tim Burton than Todd Browning. I don't want to give too much away. Obviously, it's a werewolf story, but there's one moment where he transforms, and you don't see him transform. You see the look on her face as he transforms, and I thought that was really, yeah. really cleverly yeah. done. And they did a little bit with shadows on the wall. Yeah, that's harking back to the old movies it, when obviously they didn't have the yeah, yeah, and you know it's directed by Michael Giacchino, who also does the score, and yeah, it's competent. It, it's good fun. What about you, Kelly? Have you seen that one yet? I haven't watched it yet, but I will at some point. Whenever the word Marvel comes up, I, I sort of am like, I'm not into Marvel. Like, I'm I'm more of a DC person, but when it comes to Marvel, I'm just like ugh. But when it said that it's a horror one, I was like, oh, that's. Yep pretty interesting uh, i don't want to watch a trailer or anything so i just want to go in blind for that one firstly dc rather than marvel nice one um <laughs> you've got an ally there, yeah that's you? right it's very rare on this show but what i really liked about it it's completely standalone does have a lot in common with something like uh the 1940 wolfman with long cheney jr that sort of thing but yeah it is surprisingly gory as it goes along as well Good I'll definitely have to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you'll like it. And it's only 55 minutes long, which is... is quite yeah, early. it's very quick. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely worth a look at that one, I, I would say. It's probably the only thing on this list I've, I've seen. Deck. Moving on to the iPlayer, there's a couple of gems on here. So uh, one of these I've watched called Red Rose. I was totally gripped, quite scared, and ended up watching two or three episodes at a time because everyone sort of ends on a cliffhanger. The basic concept is there's an app that you can get on your phone. And basically the app tends to select sort of vulnerable people, people that are, you know, maybe not going through a great stage in their life based around a group of youngsters, teenagers, attracts them in because it sort of offers them happiness and, and, you know, what they wish for and stuff. But of course there's consequences to everything as there always is in these, in these fables. But I just found it really well made. And what scares me, much like the other programme, The Capture, scared me, is how believable all this is and how frightening it is the way we our life revolves around phones and how what it could be recording and watching and everything else and the impact that could have. The whole concept is terrifying, I think. And that's why I quite liked it, because it was, it was scary, uh, but it was believable. That's my favourite thing about horror, is I like the ones that, you could believe being true rather than you know the ones with monsters and stuff so much but and so yeah this one really really had me gripped sat on the edge of the seat holding my breath sort of moments is this like mr harrington's phone the stephen king one that's on netflix i wouldn't have thought no it's slightly different to that um because that's more supernatural this one has you guessing i won't give anything away but it has you guessing but i really liked i just really liked the whole the way they did it and the whole concept i thought was very good I've not even heard of this. What about you, Kelly? Yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, someone on Twitter that I talked to, he recommended it to me. He saw, he saw it and he said about the cliffhangers and you don't know where it's going and things like that. And he said that I should check it out, but I just haven't had the time at the moment. But mm. I'm going to try and get round to that because I think it sounds interesting. And like the realistic stuff as well, for me, they get to me as well monsters and things like that i'm just sort of like eh but 
yeah, the things that you can actually see possibly happening or that just feel more realistic, they're the ones that stick with me. So I've got to check that one out. How many episodes is it, Dave? Oh, you're going to ask me. I binge watched it so quickly, I'm not sure. I think it was between six and eight. Okay. I can't remember that. I think my... Are they like half an hour or? It went so quickly. I was just, I was just literally watching <laughs> one after another. Really bingeable is what you're saying. Right? Yeah, really? I think I think it was probably 45 minutes. I think yeah. rather than half an hour. But um, I think I managed to watch it all in three nights. Yeah, I just, I had to, you know, literally. And even my wife is, you know, we'd come back and she'd say, "Oh, let's watch another one quick. Let's get, you know, let's." <laughs> and then we go, "Oh," and I'd be saying, "It's getting late. Oh, let's just watch one more. I can't. I want to know what happens." Yeah, I love ones like it. that. <laughs> yeah. And the other one from the iPlayer that um, is coming out, or has come out, sorry, but I haven't had time to watch yet, is a comedy horror. So if you're in something for a bit more lighthearted, and this one harks back to the days of a true blood slasher type horror, which is, you know, a bit over the top and a bit silly. But basically it's about a lad, Jamie, who joins the crew of a mysterious cruise ship searching for answers about his missing sister. So it all takes place on this cruise ship and, you know, there's blood and there's bodies and there's people dying but it's done in a humorous way without giving too much away it involves a killer duck so i think you don't need to say anymore if that appeals to you like it appeals to me then watch it and it's called wreck w-r-e-c-k yeah yeah another one i've not heard of ship it corrupts it destroys people it walsh it's my sister i came on here to find out what happened to her I love this ship. This ship will eat you up and spit you out. It looks really good fun and silly, and if you like lots of blood, it, but not in a <laughs> not in a so much scary way, but just in a in a blood slasher way, then this is up your street. Moving on to Amazon Prime, uh, there wasn't much on Amazon Prime. Uh, the one thing that I've seen that I, again I've seen a trailer for, it's not quite out yet, and I do like Peter Capaldi is The Devil's Hour. It's a dark new thriller, psychological thriller. Uh, a lady gets woken up every night at 3.33 in the night from a nightmare. And I think her nightmares are meant to be like clues because she ends up going on the hunt for a serial killer. Peter Capaldi just plays, a, as he can well do, plays quite a creepy character. I don't know exactly what his involvement is, but he seems to be from the trailer in prison. So whether it's a bit like Silence of the Lambs and maybe she has to go and talk to him, I don't know. It does look quite good. I'm not sure how scary it will be because it's more psychological and more of a thriller. What's the name of it? The Devil's Hour. Anybody heard of that one? And it's 3.33, I presume, because it's half of 666. Uh, yes, and in the, in the oh, middle of the witching hour, isn't it? I think. Small, yeah. isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me. <laughs> and the only other thing I could find on Amazon Prime was a film called X. Um, so it's set in about 1979, group of young filmmakers oh, set out yeah. to make an adult film yeah. but their creepy old hosts catch them in the act and then the cast find themselves fighting for their lives it's a typical a24 production you know what you're getting no 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 it's a good a24 production it's one of the few good ones they've made <laughs> yeah i think you know right from the the word go what's going to happen almost okay um, but it's it's well made is it jeff and you recommend oh, well, it? well i'll hand over to kelly um i think kelly's view on this is very similar to mine when I went to go and see it, I went to see it on my own, so I felt really, really bloody awkward. <laughs> but um, my mum, when I come home, she was like, well, what is it about? And I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like a slasher. And she was like, oh, what, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And I was like, yeah, like Texas XXX <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre. 
yeah, Ty West has done some good films and I was really excited about this one. Mia Goff and Britney Snow were so good. There was a bit where Britney Snow is singing Landslide by Fleetwood Mac and I thought that was really, really good. It made me get a bit emotional. And then halfway through the film it gets slashery. But I found all the characters really likeable and I don't think anyone knew that Ty West had secretly done a prequel at the same time. So Pearl came out in America not long ago but I don't understand because X came out in England and everywhere at the same time but we haven't got Pearl no, yet. No it's not on the release schedule for this year either. He's made a trilogy so I think it's in like 1984 called Maxine with three X's in it so <laughs> I think we're going to get that one next year but I was really surprised that we get two of the trilogy in the space of a few months. I thought that was really good, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to and it. And I think it's fair to say, Kelly, that even though it's a slasher film, X we're talking about now, and there are some very gory scenes, it's not the gore that's going to upset you. There is something else in there that is pretty disgusting. <laughs> yes, that's why I felt awkward <laughs> but sitting there by myself. I was just like, are people going to think I'm weird? <laughs> I mean, most people do anyway, and they're right. Oh, but... yeah, we're worried they were going to think you're more weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does it involve old people? It by does. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. That seems to be a thing at the moment, doesn't it? There seems to be a lot of that around. I got a copy of the film on Blu-ray, and I still put it on the other night, and that... And I thought, well, Les ain't going to watch this because, one, it's horror and it's slasher, so she'd walk out the room anyway. But if we got to that, she would desperately be booking for some <laughs> psychological help for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's. Uh, are you going to watch it, Graham? Uh, no, you've, you've told me about this one before, and it just... Uh... Uh, a porno movie that goes wrong, yeah. It's so exactly. best film. Oh, that's that's a real recommendation, isn't it? Okay. I yeah. really, I really, really love A24. Whenever one of their films come out, I'm immediately interested. So, yeah. You see, Jeff, your DC versus Marvel was short-lived. She's a big now. A24. A, A, <laughs> did A24 make The Witch? There yes. we go. And there is my argument <laughs> in one title. <laughs> a talking goat. I, mean, I think they're scary. good at giving. I think they're good at giving young filmmakers a break. Though. They are. I think but, that's where they. But, and that means that some are going to not work as well as others, depending. Well, you were with me, Dick, when we watched that. I think we were together. No, I wasn't with you. Fun? No, I was with you when we watched Hereditary. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah no, that that yeah. one actually not too bad. Apart from that, had old people as well. Yeah, it's this thing about old people being naked or old people having sex. I, I mean, really, there's somebody somewhere who needs help. You know, it is one of the, it is one of the scariest things ever, though, isn't it? <laughs> the bit in hereditary as we're going down this that got me is um, the head knocked off when she's sticking her head out the car. Oh, that was one of the best bits. That was that was the first film I ever went to go and see on my own, and I just felt dread throughout the whole thing and when that happened i just gasped like really loud i really 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 love that film i like it more than midsummer but i also really like midsummer so yeah midsummer it's it's a bit too much like um the wicker man for me i thought it went too much oh yeah but that 
again, going back to the head in the car, it's not then they show the impact of it. The boy that was driving goes to his bedroom and the camera sticks on him as the other members of the family go outside and see what's left in the car. <laughs> and I thought, that's yeah. just that was very clever. And, of course, obviously cheap to make. That was good. But no, the witch, no. If it was a choice between watching that again and nailing my head to a coffee table, I'm not going to rush into a decision. <laughs> Didn't like it then. Okay. Well, watch it then, Graham. I, I guarantee I I would put Neil forward to watch The Witch, and he wouldn't he wouldn't have to sleep with the light on after it. Mark Kermode said it was the scariest film he'd ever yeah. seen. Okay, Mark Kermode, that's great. <laughs> just saying, just saying. Moving on to all four, there's a couple of good-looking ones on all four. Now, I don't know whether you've watched this, Graham or Kelly, to be honest. I don't imagine Jeff has. But a, quite a few years ago, there was a series on YouTube called Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, featuring Yellow Guy, Red Guy and Duck. If you haven't watched it on YouTube, I would recommend you watch it on YouTube first. Uh, they're only like three, four minutes long, there's only, and there's only eight, I think it is. Um, so you can just watch it all in one go if you want to. But it was an internet sensation at the time, and they've now got their first TV series that's going to be released on all four, which I thought was a great steal by them. This is why I love it. It's like a kid's puppet show, but it goes dark, and it goes <laughs> twisted, and it goes completely uh, mental, and I love that. What's it um, called again? You're just watching it. It's called Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. And basically, the YouTube series, basically, would, would because it was shorter, it would have a, an object would come to life, so in one, it was a notebook in one episode, it was a clock in the other. And then they sing a little silly song that starts off as a, you know, very singable. They're very singable. You remember the songs. And they start off as like a sort of Teletubby type song, all very sweet and nice. And you're thinking, oh, why why are people into this? And then it was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. And then, and the other thing that's really interesting is that over the eight episodes, there's been so much internet talk and people dissecting everything. So all the stuff in the background, the the date, it's all every episode is June the 19th. And I won't give any spoilers because actually it's quite interesting if you're catching up on just reading all the theories and watching all the theories about who these characters are and, and what the metaphors are that are in the images and stuff and, and people in the background and this whole theory over Roy, who's one of the characters called Roy, and that's, that's a really interesting theory on that as well. But basically, they've got their first TV series. The only thing I'm worried about is um, the episodes are longer, um, so they're not going to be able to stick just to the sort of bit song and then another bit. They're going to have to stretch it out, which might make it drag a bit, but I hope not. By all accounts, they have stuck to, uh, even though they've got a bigger budget and so forth, the set is a bit better and, and, and the, the, the objects are a bit better in it. They have tried to stick to the same sort of simple premises. So if, if you like sort of horror puppet shows, shall I call it, then <laughs> this is the one for you. Wow. Okay. Uh, anybody else you to this? No. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds great. Well, like I say, have a look on YouTube tonight. If it, Literally, you could probably watch it while eating your tea. It doesn't take long. And see what you think. And if you like it like I do, then look forward to watching the TV series. Okay. Right. <laughs> Top that one then. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one that I don't know much about, but I have seen an advert uh, for it, is called Somewhere Boy. A mother dies and the dad locks his boy in a remote house for 18 years to protect him. And he tells the lad that he's protecting him from the monsters that killed his mum. So he sort of 
making out that there's a reason why he's and of course this boy grows up and knows nothing about the outside world uh, and then of course he has to go into the outside world and it's an interesting sort of thing i don't know too much about it but it's meant to be quite dark in that it's sort of it's that on that whole topic of abuse as well in that you know is his dad meant well or did he and that sort of thing so it's meant to be a good central performance, I hear. So I am looking forward to watching it. But I don't know much more about it, I'm afraid. Yeah, Channel 4 have been trailering this quite heavily. Yeah. yeah. It's getting amazing write-ups, an unforgettable piece of television. You'd be wiping away tears watching this devastating drama. It's done by the same people who did at the end of the effing world, which was fantastic. Oh, One of my favourite TV programmes. So yeah. if that's anything to go by, then definitely watch this one. Okay. Okay, it's another one for us all then. And then finally, a bit of change. If you're not into watching telly or if you've got a long journey ahead of you, uh, BBC Sounds, Radio 4, are showing a horror drama called The Witch Farm. It's written by Danny Robbins, who wrote the West End hit 222. It's got Joseph Fiennes in it. And basically, it's an eight-part wow. supernatural thriller set in the Welsh countryside. Sounds good to me. Hello, this is Danny Robbins. It's good to be back. I'm jumping on this podcast feed to try and persuade you to come and join me on another one because I have a new podcast series out. If you were a fan of the Battersea Poltergeist or Uncanny, I think you're going to enjoy this one. It is all about, spoiler alert, wait for it, ghosts. Of course, it's a new paranormal cold case, an incredible real-life haunting that we're going to investigate in eight episodes. It's called The Witch Farm. It's set in 1989, and apparently it's, it's a drama but based on the real-life mystery about this house. Apparently, it's one of the most haunted houses in Britain. So I think the the house is sort of, is what it does exist, and it's meant to be known as a haunted house, and they've set this sort of drama around this house. So it's sort of half true, half not true, if you sort of mean. So you could call it a bit of a true crime, but it's not quite. But, um, yeah, if you've got a long journey ahead, if you're visiting family and you want something to listen to and scare yourself as you're driving along, then uh, this looks really good. Oh, right, okay. Uh, on that subject of radio, then, Neil Brand is doing a show on Radio 4 on Halloween, Music to Scream By, the Hammer Horror Soundtracks. Oh, okay. Well, Kelly's got one to talk about as well. So Kelly's watches Shudder. I don't think you, you subscribe to Shudder, do you, Deck? No, I don't. So Kelly's going to tell us all about it. Shudder's a streaming service that's clean Netflix, but just full of horror <laughs> they put old films on like like texas chainsaw massacre think, things you've seen already but they also have a lot of their own shudder exclusives so they do films and tv series they did creep show a uh, tv show not too long ago which was quite good they've got this one called cursed films so i quite like documentaries and things like that and this one they have standalone episodes about bad things that happened on set in horror films like you know there's the whole poltergeist curse things like that a lot of really weird stuff happened heather o'rourke the little girl she died really really young and dominic dunn as well she was strangled by a boyfriend shortly after the first film. yeah yeah it was really horrible but at the moment they are every wednesday they're bringing out an episode of 101 scariest movie moments so they will count down to a certain point and then stop and then you have to wait until 
the next Wednesday and it's going to be coming up to Halloween when it stops. So I'm quite interested in things like that as well, like countdowns and things. In 2004, there was a show called 100 Greatest Scary Moments as well. Um, Bravo did it. It was an American countdown. And then Jimmy Carr on Channel 4 hosted one called 100 Greatest Scary Moments as well. That was set over two nights near Halloween. And the thing I like about this one is like, it's got more modern films in it now. So all the other ones, the early 2000s, so they're going through films that are like a lot older and classics and things like that. And this show is featuring older films as well, of course, but there are more modern things on there like It Follows, Hereditary, things like that, uh, Sinister, Insidious, things like that. So it's like quite refreshing to have a new countdown more people can relate to now and hopefully other people will um maybe even younger people will seek out the older ones and get interested in watching older horror films there was also one by the director eli roth he did history of horror which was three seasons long and he talks about horror films there and people don't really tend to like him sometimes because of the films he makes but I think he's like really good because he was quite a young director when he started and he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I get quite jealous because I want to know everything that he knows. <laughs> I'd love to be able to host my own thing like that. But yeah, so on Shudder, that's, that's a really, really good one to watch right now for the lead up to Halloween. And there's also two Shudder exclusive films on there that I really, really like and they actually quite scared me. There's one that's Argentinian called terrified i don't want to talk about it because you have to completely go in blind but the opening sequence i don't get unnerved a lot anymore i'm quite desensitized but something happens at the beginning that really really got to me so much i had to pause it and sit yeah. for 10 minutes because um, wow. my blood just went cold at what i was looking at it just wouldn't stop and I, I wanted it to stop and it wouldn't. What's the name of that Argentinian film again? Because that sounds fascinating. It's called Terrified, but it also goes by its like language name. Okay, uh, no, Terrified sounds good enough to me. It's all um, spoken in Spanish. I, I hate dubbed things. I have to listen, um, watch subbed stuff. A lot of people don't like, they're too lazy to read subtitles. And it's that's like, Jeff. That's, Jeff. that's me. That's me. <laughs> that's Jeff. You you're just sum you're missing out. I know. You're, you're like I am, so Kelly. Many... You've got to watch it in the, in the language it was made in because yeah, you get, because you get the atmosphere is... and the. And they always have like the, the most cringy voices doing the, the dubbed stuff and it takes you out the atmosphere and, People are missing out on so many good foreign films. And then they get Hollywood remakes that are just absolute rubbish. It's like, why would you Why would you ever watch a dubbed version of The Ring, for example? You just wouldn't, would you? Because it's no. just a classic <laughs> Japanese horror that scares the living daylight. I, I do really, really like the American remake of The Ring. It's so. on tomorrow night. It's on film oh, four tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, God. When that came out, my brother had it on... TVG and we watched it in the dark and he fell asleep and I didn't know she was going to come out the TV and I was like 10. You were 10. Oh my, oh. 10. Oh my goodness. 2000, 2002. Child abuse. I'm sorry. That's 
I'm amazed you didn't sleep for like a month. It might have been, I might have been 12, but you know, that's still. <laughs> that's not any better. <laughs> well, he was the, he was the one res accidentally respond responsible for me watching my first ever horror film at six. So, <laughs> Oh, he's got form. Right. Okay. And, and... He didn't want me to watch it, but I refused to go to bed and I've been. Traumatized ever since? No, no. I've just been a fan ever since. <laughs> My brain's been wired wrong ever since. <laughs> a fan. You can blame your brother. I rest <laughs> my case. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I thank him every day for it. <laughs> it shaped me into who I am now, and I don't. Oh, I haven't killed anyone yet. So yeah, no. well, this week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should introduce you to Neil. <laughs> yeah. No, you can kill Neil. No, no problem with that. And I'll give you an alibi. Yeah, uh, those people there, were all dead when I got here. Yeah. <laughs> there was one more film that really unnerved me on Shudder, which is called Caveat. This is a British film. The basic plot here is this guy is getting paid to look after a house while someone goes away. But the catch is, it's really weird, but he has to be chained by his foot the whole time. Like, so he can't leave. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll do it. As you <laughs> so do. He, he can't leave the house. And it's, <laughs> it's in like the middle of nowhere. And he's just walking around with this chain rattling around um, behind him the whole time. And then obviously weird things start going on and he can't get out. <laughs> and it's like, you brought this on yourself, mate. Like, <laughs> but towards the end, there's this bit that really got me. It's quite claustrophobic as well. So that one, I really, really recommend that one. And it's a shame that a lot of people don't know about Shut Up because they're missing out on exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. I think it's like four ninety nine a month. So if you are really interested in horror films, like there are older ones on there, but then there are a lot of new ones. So I really recommend. They're not paying me to say this, by the way. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> It's one of my favourite platforms, so I really recommend if you want to watch anything spooky this month. Excellent. What about you then, Deck? One for the future for you then? I don't know if I could watch that much that much <laughs> horror all the time. I'd need counselling, I think. I, I like I like I tend to dip into horror and then I watch a comedy straight after to try and make myself feel better. I don't know. I just yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, with some of the exclusives as well. There's a film called Terrifier. Just some douchebag in a costume acting like a retard because it's Halloween. It's about a clown. Oh, clowns are scary. Yeah, he's he's the scariest clown I've ever seen. He, he was featured in a uh, anthology film called All Hallows Eve a few years ago. Okay. And then he got his own film, and it came on to Shudder. So Art the Clown, it's Halloween night, and he's like terrorizing these two girls, and it's kind of like a B movie. It's got a B movie look to it. Like it looks cheap, but it really really fits the theme of the film, and it is very 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 gory but Damien Leon he's just had 
a sequel come out. It came out at um, some festivals in England and it had a little runtime in America. But I think we get it on DVD and Blu-ray on the 24th. And it's meant to be even gorier, but it's meant to have more of a story this time. If you really, really like gore, <laughs> go on Shudder and watch Terrifier and uh, see if you can handle it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes, and it is four ninety nine a month. Yeah, I'm right. tempted to get a subscription for Neil. <laughs> Christmas present. Yeah, yeah. yeah Christmas yeah. present. Absolutely. Yeah. You won't see New Year in. Ken, if you like Hereditary and things like that, do you have you watched Climax? Did you? Oh like, my god, I love that film. Yeah, I think you'd get on well with my son. He loves those what I call a bit weird psychological horrors. Yeah, just like. don't don't touch sangria when you watch it. But it's about dance group. Yeah, that are, I think they're like practicing something, and everything goes a bit wrong. It's a reason not to take drugs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Or drink things where you don't know what might be in it. <laughs> um, there's, I find the dance sequences in it, you can't look away. Like They're very, very hypnotising to watch. They are. So, and the angles they use sometimes when they film it from above and stuff is incredible, isn't I it? I can't but remember what language it is. French. It's French. French. Yeah. Okay. The French do some really good horror films. So <laughs> yeah, I love that film. I think that covers us from where we are then. For upcoming, although it's not going to be out in time for Halloween, Wednesday. It looks great. And we don't get it now till the end of November. I'm gutted about that. I saw the second trailer the other day and when um, Christina Ricci come up, I was just like in love. <laughs> Jenna Ortega, who plays Wednesday, she was in Scream 5 uh, X. She's going to be in Scream 6. I think she's like shaping up to be a very good actress to watch out for because she's quite young. I think she's going to kill it as Wednesday. She looks amazing in it. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it's really interesting that Netflix have got so much. I don't know. I presume it's deliberate, but I don't know whether it was they held back on some things that maybe because of the pandemic and they've sort of backed them up i don't know but for ready for halloween season but it's it's an incredible amount whereas normally like mm. the other channels have done normally there's only one or two sort of specials released because they know it's still quite a niche market horror i think we've been really spoiled in 2022 it, i've seen so many good films and tv shows that have come out the last few years have been quite hit and miss, but I think there's a lot more good than bad out this year. So we've been we've been really lucky. <laughs> yeah, we just don't mention Halloween ends, eh, Kelly? No, no, we gloss <laughs> over that one. <laughs> but no, you, you're right. There's there's been some really really good stuff that's come out this year, and uh, I'm looking forward to what's coming. So. Deck, as always, thank you very much indeed. And we'll catch up with you next for Christmas. Excellent. For our pre-Christmas show. Well, before you know it, it'll be, it'll be upon us. And you're off on a break, so uh, have a great holiday. Thank you very much. I'll be back in time for Halloween. Uh, right. <laughs> Kelly and Graham, thank you very much as well. Thank you. Thank you. See you on the next one. Cheers. <laughs>